Chapter 12, verses 33 through 40 of Catina Aurea, Commentary on the Four Gospels, Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 33 through 35. Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth good things. An evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. After his former answers, he here again refutes them in another manner. This he does not in order to do away their charges against himself, but to desire to amend them, saying, Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. As much as to say, none of you has said that it is an evil thing for a man to be delivered from demons. But because they did not speak evil of the works, but said it was of the devil that wrought them, he shows that this charge is contrary to the common sense of things and human conceptions. And to invent such charges can only proceed from unbounded impudence. Jerome. Thus he holds them in a syllogism which the Greeks called a phikton, the unavoidable, which shuts in the person questioned on both sides, and presses him with either horn. If he saith the devil be evil, he cannot do good works, so that if the works you see be good, it follows that the devil was not the agent thereof. For it cannot be that good should come of evil, or evil of good. Chrysostom. For the discerning of a tree is done by its fruits, not the fruits by the tree. A tree is known by its fruits. For though the tree is the cause of the fruit, yet the fruit is the evidence of the tree. But ye do the very contrary. Having no fault to allege against the works, ye pass a sentence of evil against the tree, saying that I have a demon. Hilary. Thus did he at the present refute the Jews, who seeing Christ's works to be of power more than human, would, notwithstanding, not allow the hand of God. And, at the same time, he convicts all future errors of the faith, such as that of those who, taking away from the Lord his divinity and communion of the Father's substance, fallen into diverse heresies, having their habitation neither under the plea of ignorance as the Gentiles, nor yet within the knowledge of the truth. He figures himself as a tree set in the body, seeing that through the inward fruitfulness of his power sprung forth abundant richness of fruit. Therefore, either must be made a good tree with good fruits, or an evil tree with evil fruits. Not that a good tree is to be made a bad tree or the reverse, but that in this metaphor we may understand that Christ is either to be left in fruitlessness or to be retained in the fruitfulness of good works. But to hold oneself neuter, to attribute some things to Christ, but to deny him those things that are highest, to worship him as God, and yet to deny him a common substance with the Father, is blasphemy against the Spirit. In admiration of his so great works, you dare not take away the name of God, yet through malevolence of soul you debase his high nature by denying his participation of the Father's substance. Augustine or this is an abomination to ourselves, that we should be good trees, that we may be able to bring forth good fruit. Make the tree good, and its fruit good, 
is a precept of health to which obedience is necessary. But what he says, make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt, is not a command to do, but a warning to take heed, spoken against those who, being evil, thought that they could speak good things or have good works. This, the Lord declares, is impossible. The man must be changed first, that his works may be changed. For if the man remains in that wherein he is evil, he cannot have good works. If he remains in that wherein he is good, he cannot have evil works. Christ found us all corrupt trees, but he gave us power to become sons of God, to them that believe on his name. Chrysostom but as speaking not for himself, but for the Holy Spirit, he accordingly rebukes them, saying, Generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? This is both a rebuke of them, and a proof in their own characters, of those things which had been said, as though he had said, So ye, being corrupt trees, cannot bring forth good fruit. I do not wonder, then, that you could thus speak, for you are ill-nourished of ill parentage, and have an evil mind. And observe, he said not, How can ye speak good things, seeing ye are a generation of vipers? For these two are not connected together. But he said, How can ye, being evil, speak good things? He calls them generation of vipers, because they made boast of their forefathers. In order, therefore, to cut off this pride, he shuts them out of the race of Abraham, assigning them a parentage corresponding to their characters. Rabban, or the words generation of vipers may be taken as signifying children or imitators of the devil because they had willfully spoken against good works which is of the devil and thence follows out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh that man speaks out of the abundance of the heart who is not ignorant of what intention his words are uttered and to declare his meaning more openly he adds a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. The treasure of the heart is the intention of the thoughts, by which the judge judges that work which is produced, so that sometimes, though the outward work that is shown seem great, yet because of the carelessness of a cold heart, they receive a little reward from the Lord. Chrysostom, herein also he shows his Godhead as knowing the hidden things of the heart, for not for words only, yea, but for evil thoughts also, they shall receive punishment. For it is the order of nature that the store of the wickedness which abounds within should be poured forth in words through the mouth. Thus, when you shall hear any speaking evil, you must infer that his wickedness is more than what his words express. For what is uttered without is but the overflowing of that within, which was a sharp rebuke to them, for if that which was spoken by them were so evil, consider how evil must be the root from whence it sprung. And this happens naturally, for oftentimes the hesitating tongue does not suddenly pour forth all its evil, while the heart, to which none other is privy, begets whatsoever evil it will, without fear, for it has little fear of God. But when the multitude of the evils which are within is increased, the things which had been hidden then burst forth through the mouth. This is that, he says, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. Jerome. What, he says, the good man out of the good treasure of his heart, etc., is either pointed against the Jews, that seeing they blasphemed God, 
what treasure in their heart must that be out of which such blasphemy proceeded or it is connected with what had gone before that like as a good man cannot bring forth evil things nor an evil man good things so christ cannot do evil works nor the devil good works verses thirty six and thirty seven but i say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment for by thy words thou shalt be justified and by thy words thou shalt be condemned chrysostom the lord follows up what he had said before by moving their fears showing that they that have thus sinned shall receive the most extreme punishment i say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment jerome and the meaning is if every idle word which does not edify the hearers is not without danger to him that speaks it and if each man shall render an account of his words in the day of judgment how much more shall you who have spoken falsely against the works of the holy spirit saying that i cast out demons through beelzebub render an account of your false charge chrysostom he said not which ye have spoken but makes his teaching of universal application to the whole race of mankind and at the same time his words less grievous to them that heard them by an idle word is meant one that is false that accuses any falsely some indeed say that it includes all i talk all such as stirs a moderate laughter or shameful and immodest words gregory or such as lacks either righteousness in itself or reasons of just necessity jerome being spoken without the profit of either the hearer or the speaker as if laying aside weighty matters we should speak of frivolous trifles or relate old fables for he that deals in buffoon jests to create laughter or brings forth anything shameful he will be held guilty not of an idle word but of a sinful word rigmigius the words which here follow depend on those that went before by thy words thou shalt be justified and by thy words thou shalt be condemned there is no doubt but that every man shall be condemned for his evil words which he speaks but none shall be justified for his good words unless they proceed from his inmost heart and from an entire purpose chrysostom see that this sentence is not a burdensome one the judge will pass sentence not according to what any other has said concerning you but according to what you have yourself spoken they that are accused then have no need to fear but they that accuse for those are not charged of those evil things that they have been spoken of them but these of those evil things that they have spoken verses thirty eight through forty then certain of the scribes and pharisees answered saying master we would see a sign from thee but he answered and said unto them an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet jonas for as jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly so shall the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth chrysostom because the lord had so oft repressed the shameless tongue of the pharisees by his sayings they now turn to his works whereat the evangelist wondering says then certain of the scribes and pharisees answered saying master we would see a sign of thee and that at a time when they should have been moved 
when they should have wondered and been dumb with astonishment yet even at such time they desist not from their malice for they say we would see a sign of thee that they may take him as in a snare jerome they require a sign of him as though what they had seen were not signs and in another evangelist what they required is more fully expressed we would see of thee a sign from heaven either they would have fire from heaven as elias did or after the example of samuel they would that in summer time contrary to the nature of the climate thunder should be heard lightnings gleam and rain descend as though they could not have spoken falsely even against such miracles and said that they befell by reason of diverse hidden motions in the air for if thou cavalierest against what thou not only beholdest with thine eyes but feelest with thine hand and reapest the benefit of what wilt thou do in those things which come down from heaven you might make answer that in egypt the magi also had given many signs from heaven chrysostom but their words are full of hypocrisy and irony and now they were railing against him saying that he had a demon now they fawn upon him calling him master wherefore the lord rebukes them severely he answered and said unto them an evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign when they railed on him he had answered them mildly now he reproached him with smooth and deceitful words he rebukes them sharply showing that he was above either affection and was neither moved to anger by evil speaking nor was to be gained by flattery what he says is this what wonder that ye do thus to me who am unknown to you when you have done the same to the father of whom ye have had such large knowledge and that despising him ye went after demons he calls them an evil generation because they have ever been ungrateful to their benefactors and were made worse when they received benefits which is the extreme of wickedness jerome excellently is that said an adulteress seeing she has put away her husband and according to ezekiel has joined herself to many lovers chrysostom which also proves him to be equal to the father if not to believe in him makes them adulterous robin then he begins to answer them giving them a sign not from heaven which they were unworthy to see but giving it them from the deep beneath but to his disciples he gave a sign from heaven to whom he showed the glory of his blessed eternity both in a figure on the mount and after in verity when he was taken up into heaven wherefore it follows and there shall no sign be given it but the sign of the prophet jonas chrysostom for the signs he wrought were not in order to move them for he knew that they were hard as stone but for profit of others or because they had not received it when he had given them a sign such as they now desired and a sign was given them when by their own punishment they learned his power this he alludes when he says no sign shall be given it as much as to say i have shown you many mercies yet none of these has brought you to honor my power which you will then know when you shall behold your city thrown down upon the ground in punishment in the meantime he brings in a saying concerning the resurrection which they should after understand by those things that they should suffer saying except the sign of the prophet jonas for verily his cross 
would not have been believed unless it had had signs to testify to it but if that were not believed truly the resurrection would not have been believed for this reason also he calls this a sign and brings forward a figure thereof and the verity itself may be believed it follows as jonas was three days and three nights in the belly of the whale robin he shows that the jews were as criminal as the ninevites and that unless they repented they would be destroyed but like his punishment was denounced against the ninevites and at the same time a remedy was set before them so neither should the jews despair of pardon if at least after christ's resurrection they should do penance for jonas that is the dove or the mourner is a sign of him on whom the holy spirit descended in the form of a dove and who bear our sorrows the fish which swallowed jonas in the sea shows forth the death which christ suffered in the world three days and nights was the one in the whale's belly the other in the tomb the one was cast up on dry land the other arose in glory augustine some not knowing the scripture manner of speaking would interpret as one night those three hours of darkness when the sun was darkened from the sixth to the ninth hour and as a day in like manner those other three hours in which it was again restored to the world from the ninth hour till sunset then follows the night preceding the sabbath which if we reckon with its own day we shall have thus two days and two nights then after the sabbath follows the night of the sabbath prime that is of the dawning of the lord's day on which the lord arose thus we shall only get two nights and two days with this one night to be added if we might understand the whole of it and could not be shown that the dawn was indeed the latter part of the night so that not even by taking in those six hours three of darkness and three of restored light can we establish the computation of three days and three nights it remains therefore that we find the explanation in that usual manner of scripture of putting a part for the whole jerome not that he remained three whole days and three nights in hell but that this be understood to imply a part of the preparation day and of the lord's day and the whole sabbath day augustine for that the three days were not three full and entire days scripture witnesses the first day is reckoned because the latter end of it comes in and the third day is likewise reckoned because the first part of it is included while the day between that is the second day appears in all its twenty-four hours twelve of the night and twelve of the day for the succeeding night to be the dawn when the lord's resurrection was made known belongs to the third day for as the first days of creation were because of man's coming fall computed from morning to night so these days are because of man's restoration computed from night to morning chrysostom he said not openly that he should rise again because they would have derided him but hints it distantly that even they might believe that he foreknew it he said not in the earth but in the heart of the earth therein declaring his tomb that none might suspect that there was only the semblance of death therefore also he spake of three days that it should be believed that he was dead but the sign itself proves the truth of it for jonas was in the belly's whale not in figure but in deed and surely the sign did not happen in very deed 
if the thing signified happened only in figure. Wherefore it is manifest that they are children of the devil who follow Marcion, asserting that the passion of Christ was only a fantasy, and that he should suffer for them also, though they would not profit by it, is shown by that which he speaks, that to this generation should be given the sign of Jonas the prophet. End of chapter 12, verses 33 through 40.